Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. What's up, Progressive Overload family? Welcome back to the show, episode like 60, I think. Um, Getting up there in the numbers. It's crazy. It's been fun. I love it. Um, You guys having a good week? So far, so good. Yeah. It's early. Good. We'll see in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the dangers of polarization in the fitness industry. So there's uh, in almost every concept of health and fitness, there's one, there's two sides of every spectrum, and then there's there's two people that are religious about one idea on both sides of the spectrum, and then uh, what we're going to do is kind of break those down and then talk about kind of where we should be in the middle ground and kind of. Uh, I don't know. You'll you'll kind of you'll kind of catch on to the angle as we go into it. But I'm excited about it because um, polarization is dangerous and it, it leads to to confusion. It leads to uh, misinterpret- misinterpretation of science. It, uh, right. A lot of different stuff. So, anyways, y'all excited? Yeah. 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 By okay. the way, we have Veronica, which I was told is a yeah. main character's name. Apparently. By, what did she say? Uh, that's what Ali said. It's the like, main character's name of every movie. Character name. <laughs> Just <laughs> Veronica. Okay. It's I from guess. the Archie comics. That's is that um, what that is? Yeah, I always okay. wanted to be called Ronnie and just didn't happen. Oh, I'll call you Ronnie. Thanks. All right, Ronnie. <laughs> I probably wrote a spot. Yeah. What do you think, Ronnie? Ooh, this Science. is a good one. All right, question from the coffee can to start off our episode. I'm excited to hear this one. Uh-oh. All right, you absolutely are forced to sing a karaoke song in front of a full bar of people, whatever. What song do you pick? Mm. It's probably an Amy Winehouse song because I know all of them. You know, okay, which one? Probably Back to Black. Okay, and you have to sing it. Or I'm not singing it. <laughs> yeah, you have to sing it. This has come true. I know. Oh, man. Not a, not a little tidbit? No. I can't even think of what that song is, so that's why I'm asking. I don't guess I know that song. Mine would probably be Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Ooh, that's mm. a good one. Yeah. Real simple. Yeah. You sing it. (laughs) Joe kind of puts a Creed sound on most things. I know. Well, because who who redid Simple Man? Uh, Oh, it was uh, was it Shine Down? Shine Down, yes. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that that came from. You know, I'm gonna delete that part out of the recording because that was that was awkward. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my my always my go to is always like. Uh, baby, lock them door and oh, turn yeah. them lights down. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, uh, some sort of like country or yeah. lay down yonder on the chain. You never knew how much money was Man, meant to me. One of the guys that Calvin fought one time, he came out walking out to that song. <laughs> to, uh, Chattahoochee? No, not Chattahoochee. The uh, Baby Lock. Oh, doors. Baby Lock. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I love that. That's so ironic. And <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Well, there you go. Now you guys know so much more about us. And aren't you glad we did this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the first polarization um, ideal that we're going to talk about. And uh, this one can, we can probably talk a long time about this one because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting and it, it's crazy to me that, you know, people are at both sides of the spectrum. And so the first one is basically fat shaming versus the, healthy at any size spectrum so we have people on the one side who are the fat shamers they uh or fat phobic you know that's 
Uh, I don't see a whole lot of this personally, but I know it exists, especially mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. I think it's more in also big box gyms and stuff like that. Um, you're going to get a few of them here and there. For the most part, I've only had like really great experiences with people right. where if they do see somebody overweight or whatever, they're, they're really other people are really encouraging and right. really excited right. to see them in there. For and, sure. Yeah, I So I don't see too much of it, but... Once in a while, you know. Well, I think uh, in today's world, there's a lot less on your nose and more, like you said, behind uh, anonymous right, social media right. fat yeah. shaming. It's safer where, that way to say ugly things that mm-hmm. there's no repercussion from. Right, right. And then it's like, it may uh, they may not say it directly to your face, but they're judging you at some right. point, you know, oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm glad this fatty finally got in the gym or something like right. that. Right. You know, the, those kinds of things that they might be saying to their friend or something. I think it all boils down to feeling superior in some way. And I think that yeah. is why there is this polarization is how people feel superior. Mm-hmm. Right. And there, and I think you've said this before, there's no morality in your size. Right. There, there's your size does not make you a good or a bad person. And a lot of people can, uh, make that assumption without knowing their character. Yeah. Um, you never know what, what that person is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, or a lot of people will just automatically not connect, um, uh, somebody who's fat with being, uh, you're such a lazy person. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of assumptions made, uh, when it's not always necessarily true. I mean, there's people that right. are skinny that are extremely lazy, you know, mm-hmm. it's, right. Yeah. And unhealthy for that matter. And unhealthy. And that's yeah. what, what you were saying about polarization being dangerous because when you start being in those polarizing groups and you isolate yourself and you only see those things, you start to adapt those thoughts about right. other people. Exactly. So. You know, with that being said though, um, whenever you're talking to somebody that you actually care about, maybe shaming is not the right word, but sometimes man, you do have to have those hard conversations with them. It's true. And it's like, listen, man, I care about you and I want you to be around for the next few years. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we got to change some stuff, right. you know, and it's, it's a hard, you can get on thin ice pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's important as somebody's friend or family to, to take care of your people and, and right. make sure you can be that person to, uh, talk them, talk them into exactly. a healthier lifestyle. What's sad is most of the time the people, the way people go about it, about that is by making like either, backhanded compliments yeah. type thing yeah, for sure. uh, instead of directly facing an issue and having a serious heart to heart conversation sure. that comes out of love. Mm-hmm. They they're afraid to confront somebody that way. So they try to make little small digs here and there yeah, to pinch your side. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Just like, let me just grab a little bit something here just to try to bring up a point that, Hey, I've noticed you're gaining fat, you know, kind yeah, of things yeah, like yeah. that. And so and I think, we, um, as far as being well-meaning, we also be, have to be aware of being hypocritical, um, and telling other people to go do something that we're not doing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. Be about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have this side of the spectrum. What's the other side of the spectrum? So, um, well, the other side of the spectrum I would say is more like fitness models or like saying that people can't be healthy without a six pack <laughs> or right, right. you shouldn't be allowed in a fitness space unless you look a certain way, unless you That's fit true. this ideal kind of, I'm yeah. a fitness professional mold. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that perfectly describes that person is just some like, um, if you're not, like, if you're not deadlifting this amount of weight, you can't be a, a, a strength coach or if you're, right. you know, there's, if you are not photo ready, yeah, <laughs> exactly. If you're not stage you ready, don't fit. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely that side. And the thing is, the thing that combines these two sides is they're both unhealthy. 
right? right? So it's like if you're only if you think because your blood markers are good that your health is just taken care of at any size, at any weight, at right. any body fat, you would be mistaken. Right. Yeah. Um, you're missing quality of life. Like your joints are not putting up with it. Even if your blood markers are good, your breathing is labored when you climb stairs. Right. It's right. not good. Right. But on the other hand, like, especially for women, cause I want to be the voice of women here. Like there are very, very few women that are going to be at a, body fat to have visible abs healthily it's just not gonna happen and so to say that you can't be in a fitness space unless you look this certain way well Mm. that's also not healthy and studies have shown over time this constant like thinking about food and thought process around food and what you're putting in your body all the time it can just really mess with your mental health Mm -hmm. for sure um what do you what do you guys think about the the movement that's that's really popular right now, which is basically the body positivity movement? Yeah. But uh, I think it's a great movement, and and I think it probably began as a well intended movement. Yeah, I think so. But I think it's what it's become is is trying to basically accept uh, people people are using it as an accept as accepting their poor health. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know if you may be aware of this. Um, so. What they're calling it, it's called fat liberation at this point. Oh, really? So they're actually separating themselves from body positivity because on that end of the spectrum, they feel like it's taken away from fat acceptance. Uh, So they're calling it a fat liberation movement. Fat liberation. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So that's so they're branching away from body positivity because they don't, they are gatekeeping and they don't believe that body positivity is for everybody. Mm, they okay. believe it's for people um, and they have attached their rhetoric to people of marginalized groups because they yeah. think they're one of them. Right. And right. Um, so they think that people, not everyone should be able to claim body positivity. And I mm. think that's mistaken. Right. Yeah. In my opinion, really, if I, I think people should be able to do what they want. So if you do if you do want to be unhealthy and and be that way, I'll accept you for that. Yeah, you know I absolutely. I really will. Um, that being said, it goes back to what I was saying about taking care of my loved ones. You yeah, know, yeah. like if if my people are overweight and stuff, and I want you to be able to see and and be with my kids whenever we're all old and stuff. Right. Like I have a responsibility to let you know, like totally. you're going to be killing yourself slowly. Totally. By being yeah. unhealthy, and while I'll accept you for who you are. It's just not it's just not a good way to go about it, in my opinion. Yeah, I really don't feel like people are honest when the main headliners for fat liberation and fat acceptance. I don't think they're being honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that they say over and over is you don't owe anyone health. And I also think that's mistaken. Wow. Like, I think if you have a family, (laughs) if you have kids, (laughs) yeah, I totally disagree. As a mom. Yep. I absolutely disagree. I owe my family health. I owe my family all a long life sure right and it's my job to try to make that happen does that mean it's going to happen no does that mean if i get sick tomorrow i've somehow failed no right but i think right. that it is my duty as a parent and as a spouse to live a long yeah. healthy life and do everything you can to be functional and and absolutely right, right. and especially and so i totally agree with you from a women's perspective woman's perspective but also as a man's perspective to be able to provide protect and 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 be mm-hmm. able to be a, a you know someone to look up to 100% as a man i think it's absolutely, absolutely necessary to to take care of myself and be healthy i think so too absolutely and you know you know you gave the women's perspective you gave the man's perspective i think there's also another side of it which is a uh, christian's uh, christ followers perspective which our 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 great commission is to go and tell 
is to go reach other people. And if I can't go and reach other people without getting winded, if I can't go and reach people because I'm sick every other week with, uh, with a terrible immune system, or if I can't go over here with, with, without taking my medication or there, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of different examples, but that's, that is inhibiting me from the great commission that, that is, was given to us to go and make disciples. So if my health is getting in the way of that, then we're not able to do that in the way that Christ wants us to. And so there's, I mean, that's, that's a, a whole nother ballgame there too. Right. If that, if you, if you take that great commission seriously. I also think there's like a big definition of health that people, um, it's very broad. And I think a lot of people have a different idea of what that looks like. And, um, right now I really feel like it's preventative for me. I feel like it's quality of life. And I think a lot of people are mistaken and they think that health is just absence of disease. Right. And I don't feel that way at right. all. I feel no. like health is living in a way more than absence of disease, but it's living in a way without pain mm-hmm. and preventative, actively being preventative right. of disease. hundred percent. So moving forward um, uh, to our number two. Yeah kind of going back to that that health and they get this is talking about diet but mm-hmm. what do you guys think about vegetarian versus the uh the new carnivore diet the carnivore kind of movement around. yeah this is pretty cool uh well not cool i uh of course i've i'm very vocal about my love for meat and protein <laughs> so i obviously lean towards the more carnivore route but even then uh, and for those of you who don't know the carnivore diet is is a diet that's come out within the last couple of years or a way of eating, as they would say, mm-hmm. where like you are literally eating meat and meat only. Yes. And there's it's not even vegetables. Atkins it is straight. steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is literally only meat. It is an automatic way to get your body in cato- into ketosis. I mean, they, they're even, if you do it the right way, you're even strenuous on, on what kinds of seasonings you can use. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's legit. Um, but, you know, of course, we have the other side of that, which is the vegan and vegetarian movement. And, you know, the difference and the government's even on board with that these days. Right. Exactly. And I wonder why, Um, because they can control the subsidization of the crops. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Tinfoil hat here. Mm -hmm. I think we're all about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, you have the vegetarians who are sitting here telling us all meat and all animal products are going to kill you, going to give you cancer, blah, 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 going to give you clogged arteries Mm -hmm. and and then you have the carnivore diet which they're not really necessarily preaching that vegetables are bad but they're basically just saying like if all you if you eat meat you are getting all of the essential nutrients but there are diets that are like let's talk about keto for a second you really think that eating a carrot is bad for you but (laughs) putting a stick of butter in your coffee is perfectly (laughs) acceptable why that makes that makes absolutely no sense i know absolutely it, no sense you man. can't eat a vegetable but a stick of butter in your coffee is fine right right I, i'm scared of strawberries or i'm scared of apples or a banana as a watermelon keto diet like you or, can't yeah. Watermelon. yeah but but give me yeah give me the give me the stick of butter let me put uh, a cup of yeah. coconut oil in my coffee and hashtag health you know yeah and it's again it's like it doesn't matter what way you go when you're so far away from like middle ground going any way one right or left it's all that way all or nothing thinking is not going to help in any situation right one of the things that bothers me most though is like i said before and i feel the same way about the fat shaming and then now to how you eat i don't care what you eat (laughs) it's true i really don't if you ate dirt and that was your nutrition for the day (laughs) as long as you that's fine with me it's whenever it's some of this ethical stuff whenever the 
whenever these vegetarian, not more the, uh, not vegetarians, but the, um, like vegans, the vegans, vegans. whenever mm-hmm. they're now telling me what I need to be eating right. because of its ethics right. and whatnot. Yeah. Mind your own business. Mm-hmm. But also, that's, I mean, we could also argue that because have you ever seen agricultural fields? Oh, sure. And do you I, know what it takes yeah. to make a field? You and have to kill everything in that field before right. you plant it. And I, I do. I like seeing those arguments and stuff had, you know, I, I've watched, I've watched a few of those debates and, um, like I said, if if you want, if whatever you want to do is up to you, that's fine with me. I think me. that's right. why there's no morality in food because there is no way of eating as humans that nothing that people and right. animals are going unscathed. To your there's point. no innocent way. Of life eating. eats life. And that's right. Just, period. That's how it goes. If you look at any life form, it's eating yeah. other life. Yeah. In some some way. Yeah. I mean, I agree that um, it could all be done better. And, sure. You know. I don't love, uh, you know, the mistreatment of animals, and I don't love right. that that chickens are having to be crammed into coops and, and crammed and and overpopulated and probably pumped with some sort of steroids or hormones. But on the other that. end, you can't completely avoid it unless you are super wealthy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's, or yeah, it's 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 definitely an ethical question in that point. And then, it, like you said, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. I know what I have to do to survive. I got to go to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, I can hunt. I can I can hunt a buck or two, you know, a year, yeah. and that's going to fill my freezer a little bit. A little bit yeah. But at the end of the day, I still got to get my bread, still got to uh-huh. get, you know, my mm-hmm. eggs and everything else. Right. I don't I don't see a value or you know, um a viable way for my family to to eat everything that we need without having to to support right. you know, yeah. factory farming unfortunately. Yeah, and and because we do that does not make us less healthy than the people that do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um because what are, what are we measuring that by one? And also, it's like, let's do what we can. Just because we can't completely be self-sustainable all by ourselves, it doesn't mean we can't hunt. We sure. can't have right. some chickens. We right. can't mm-hmm. learn to grow some of our own yeah. things. Start a like, garden or something. And that That's doesn't mean awesome. you have to do everything by yourself. But right. Right. you can. we can start small. We can do some things. Right. And, and I think the, the the main thing is is vegans or vegetarians telling us that we're going to have cancer for not following their way of life. Is That's right. the whole I mean, problem here. I honestly feel like if you're trying to eat as simply as possible, I mean, I'm going to eat something that only has one ingredient on it, which is like, you know, your vegetable has that vegetable. Spinach right. is spinach. Right. Chicken mm-hmm. is chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at any sort of supplementation that tastes the same, you're eating a chemical shitstorm. Right. So, like, I don't... Can I say the S word on here? <laughs> I'll beep it out. <laughs> no, I don't care. Like, I... I just don't think like if you're trying to eat as close to nature as possible there, then eat fruits and vegetables, beans and rice, but there's no way of eating all of these foods that are made in laboratories and calling yourself healthier and more superior morally to people who are eating more towards a sustainable living. Right. Yeah. And you also have to look at a lot of the people that are in that scenario where they're, they're, they're living so fearful that, everybody's trying to poison them they live in fear that oh i can't eat that because that has this in it or i can't eat this because this yeah. came from that farm and like that is not healthy either think the of the constant men- thinking the mental work yeah literally, literally it's exhausting yeah. so anyways the, um the carnivore diet it definitely it interests me um that being said what's that one guy that was like i only eat liver oh liver, liver king oh, liver. yeah <laughs> he was taken down hard <laughs> yeah 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 um it interests me, but I don't know how viable that would be for, for myself at all. No. You know, and, and then I would also, just from an athletic point of view for my fights and whatnot, carbohydrates are, are right. pretty important yeah. for me. Absolutely. I'm yeah. not saying that you can't survive off of just eating right, meat, right. But, but as far as optimal, 
um, yeah, athletic performance athletic, and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think carbs are, I think you need all three macros. But also mm-hmm. that, that's kind of what goes back to like the beginning too. Like a lot of times I feel like fitness these days have become like fashion over function. Yes. Like what are we yeah. doing? Are we doing it for looks or are we doing to be more functional? Correct. In movement? Correct. Yep. That's good. Speaking of that, moving on. Yes. So when it comes to uh, your knowledge, right? You got your academia knowledge. What's the things that you've learned from school versus your field knowledge? Yeah. You know, things that you've actually learned trial and error in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this because I love talking. Um, you know, Veronica, you've worked in big box gyms before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've you've seen trainers that have, you know, their bachelor's or their master's in mm-hmm. exercise physiology and blah, blah, blah. And then you have the trainers who started right out of high school, got their certification and started training from that point on. Yeah. And I can tell you a a large majority of the time that person who started right out of high school, got their certification, started training real young, um, can program and coach 10 times better than the person who was just pumped full of facts in in the academic world. And that's myself. I I have my bachelor's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have my bachelor's and I, I, I know exercise physiology really well, but my first year training clients, I was a lost sheep. Mm. I, I, I had, I could tell you how to squat correctly and I could tell you this, but I had no idea how to coach lifestyle. And that's something that you can only learn in, I mean, the NSCA certification doesn't teach you how to coach people's behaviors. Right. They teach you how to coach somebody's deadlift, you know, stuff like that. And so, I mean, there's more than that, but, um, so I think there's a there's a there's one side of the spectrum where academia loves to talk uh, to come in on social media and say, Here's "Oh it, my, yeah, this is why you did this. I read the study and you yeah. made this mistake and blah blah blah." Um, but when you have somebody who uh, was brought up in in the real world and they learned all of their things in the field, they can they're more they can see things from a more humanistic kind of point of view where I think we can all agree too like food and fitness is not black and white right. so there's nothing that you can prescribe for one person that's going to work for everybody for as sure. far as diet and as far as any sort of performance right. and any sort of program yeah so I think that when you get in a mentality that like oh I did it and this is the way it works for me or this is on the other side what I learned in school so it should work for everybody you're going to be mistaken either way right that's true that's true 100 percent yeah, I definitely have dealt with that. Like I opened up a franchise that was like a um, studio, like a studio fitness place, right. personal training. And I was the only one with a cert and uh-huh. the my coworkers were either just about to graduate or had graduated with a degree. And right. I, although we were the same job title, the exact same pay, I definitely felt like I got picked on a little bit more and I had to prove myself a little bit more. Oh, There's right. something in holding a piece of paper mm-hmm. and yeah. I really felt like I had to argue for myself. And part right. of that argument was as much knowledge as you do have from a bachelor's or whatever, um, the certification and thing and personal experience definitely shouldn't be written off because I may right. not have as much knowledge, but my knowledge that I do have is more condensed for what I need to do in everyday mm-hmm. life. One thing I would add to that is, I mean, you can read about a subject underneath in a book and you can read about it and study right. about it and take a test on it. But until you're underneath the bar and you actually <laughs> yeah, have the true. experience over and over right. again, there's just a, there's a so much of a difference of understanding of a movement like a squat, for right, instance, right. versus reading it in a book and then actually doing it. Execution, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And totally. being able to convey that to somebody else. Um, and the fact that you squat 
every day or not every day, but every week. Right. Twice a week. Twice a week. <laughs> whatever. Whatever your program, you know, says. But the fact that you're being about it and you show that you show the clients that you also do it. You didn't just read in the book about it. You're actually doing it. And right. it, it, to me, that's that's uh, a lot more. What's the word? Not commendable, but um, Being, you know, I think I that's a mark of a good teacher in general. Like the whole thing of teaching is you learn and then you have to learn to teach somebody else. Mm, right. That's how you know that you've right. really understood what you've taken yeah. in. That's why I think a good team of someone who has the academic knowledge and someone who has a field knowledge put together, primo champ. Absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of what you've become. I mean, like you said, you, you started out just kind of having your, your you know, your right. your academia. But, I mean, you've spent so much time in the gym yeah. underneath a bar working with clients right. where you, you're you fully experienced. Yeah, I'm a professional. I think there's something fun about, like, seeing something, like, finally start like seeing muscle definition myself and being like oh look it's like i cracked the code like something clicked right. it's like now i really right. get it because you're right it's it's different learning about it versus mm -hmm. doing it mm -hmm. because you're like okay now i really understand it right right yeah. yeah and how hard it is it's you can never convey how hard it really is to to earn a uh, an, an extra 10 pounds on your on your bench Man. press or an extra, you know, an extra I'm adding just a whole say, it's so plate. much harder for women. <laughs> like <laughs> putting on muscle is just harder for women. It, it is, and that's why it is kind of laughable that people are worried about women are getting worried about looking like men. Oh yeah. Like people right. women who look like men are trying to look that way. Yeah. Like it didn't happen by accident. Like a little trend. <laughs> it didn't happen by accident. <laughs> like it is hard work to put on some muscle. Right. Some really hard work. I think I think this concept is very well explained in the Bible and it kind of talks about academia being the pharisees these were the groups of people that knew the bible in and out they knew every single word of the bible they were forced to read it as kids and they were forced to memorize it as kids and that's a massive book to memorize um but they did not know how to have a relationship with the lord and so it's it's kind of the same thing with with you know the i would call academia the the pharisees in this scenario i'm not saying that's true, but I'm saying in this scenario. Um, and then you have the people who understand that the relate their relationship with the Lord is way more important than knowing facts about the Bible and what was said yeah. in Leviticus and Genesis and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's about having that personal relationship with God, that, that life-changing moment um, with the Holy Spirit that changes you and, and, and it from that you you want to read the bible and you want to know the word but it's not trying to just follow these rules and learn 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 without the lifestyle and it's without, not all about theology it's not, it's not all about theology <laughs> it's not all about um just knowing facts it's about that relationship and then the love and lifestyle flowing out of that relationship so uh the next one i wanted to talk about which well, this is one i'm pretty uh I kind of tend to be on one side of the spectrum rather the middle of this one, but uh, this is when programming when I'm programming for a client or somebody recommending a program for somebody, I tend to always recommend a full body workout versus a body part split. And a body part split is, is kind of what it sounds like. It's where you're doing chest and tries on Mondays, back and buys on Tuesdays, you know, glutes and hams on Wednesdays. And then, you know, every single day is a different muscle group. Excuse me. Um, and I, I tend to, for the majority of the people in the world, a full body workout a couple of days a week is going to be way more beneficial than uh, a body part split. But um, that's kind of a full body workout is where every single workout you hit every muscle group for the most right. part. Yeah. So what do y'all think about that? 
And again, I think that a lot of these topics that we're talking about today boils down to one size doesn't fit all. Right. Right. So it's like there's no like completely right answer for everybody across the board. But for the most part, um, unless you have a program and very specific goals, like your fighter or your bodybuilder or your power lifter and you have very specific goals. Yeah. You probably should be starting off with like full body. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And cause I think, um, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell you that frequency of stimulation is probably the, one of the most important factors in building muscle and you only hit chest and you only do bench press once a week on Mondays or, you know, twice a week, even, I don't think that's, um, as beneficial frequency wise as hitting uh, is instead of doing 30 sets of chest on Monday, doing 10 sets of chest on Monday, 10 sets of chest on Wednesday, 10 sets of chest on Friday, breaking it up and increasing that frequency, still getting the same amount of volume, but it's broken up within the week. I think that's just a lot more beneficial than doing all of your chest sets on one or two days a week. You know, my comment on that, I kind of agree with you. It it really just depends on, on, on the individual a whole lot and the amount of time that they have to actually put into the gym. Yeah. Um, because I'll also say that I've, I've done, um, some different split workouts that I got, I got tremendous results from, Yeah, That's pretty much all I do is a body part split. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, one of, one of the best ones that I actually got a lot of results from and made tremendous strength gains was a push day, pull day, leg day. Yep. That's what I do. And and like how many days a week though? Three days a week. Okay. So three days a week. Um, I just rotate it. I just keep going. You just keep going. And that's fine. At, at the time when I was in college, it was just what the, I had time for. Yeah. But um, that being said, like you said, I could, because I was taking the rest of the week off, I could hit bench press hard. Gotcha. Like yeah. super hard. Yeah. Versus now if I if I do bench press and then I know I'm going to hit bench press again on Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know. I can't go as as heavy on Wednesday because my chest is already sore. Gotcha. Yeah. So there was there were definitely I think that they're different and I actually like to rotate between yeah. them full I body. Yeah. I do them both. And personally. then hitting a split. Right. I don't think either one's wrong. Um and I don't think either one's right either. Right. I right. Think it just I think it's important and to do both. And that's the whole point of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I do body part splits probably I'll go through do it twice a year maybe. Um and I I enjoy it and I love it, but I think I think they only work for people who are willing to commit to five to six days a week because without that, you're probably not going to get enough frequency. That's yeah. my opinion on it. Uh, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, and l- again, like I said, I think it's a uh, body part split is probably more for advanced lifters and advanced people right, right. with specific goals. If you're an average person who hasn't worked out before or I in a long time <laughs> and you only have two or three days a week, uh, I think you you got to do the full. Somebody body. once called it a buffet. Just go in and buffet it up. Yeah, buffet. <laughs> <Yes>. everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. Uh. This next one is uh, kind of interesting too. Uh. It's basically the the side of the spectrum that does nothing but sit ups and crunches and planks and leg raises and blah blah blah. And then the other side of that is. Oh, I don't need to do any of the, any core work because I'll I do all do I do all the compound abs lifts. are made in the kitchen. Yeah, or yeah, or that one too. You're right. <laughs> I don't need to do those because because I I work my core doing deadlifts and I work my core doing squats yeah. and all that fun stuff. So I think um, both camps have have their value, yeah. but I mean on that same token, I think that there are people. This all or nothing mentality is what everything is about, mm-hmm. and like just because you see somebody doing something differently than you 
doesn't mean they're wrong. Right. And just because vice versa, like things can be right for different people. And so I think that what you said kind of earlier, it's like, I don't care what you eat. I don't <laughs> care yeah. how Literally. much you work out. I think we all kind of need to mind our own business. And the reason that we don't, and I think it, what I said earlier is it comes down to, we're getting some sort of superiority, mm. some sort of feeling. Yeah morally that we feel like we're doing better than other people right. there's some competition here whether we realize it or not and that's where these feelings of like anger or frustration towards people who don't understand what we're doing or don't agree with what we're doing comes yeah. in well i think it i think some some part it is malicious where it is a superiority su say that word again superiority there you go superiority that one um but also i've ran across the individual in the gyms that they they love lifting so much that they they want to share what they know yeah, so badly and they think that it's going to help you right. and it's to the point where it's like will you just leave me alone right <laughs> you know i don't yeah i'm i'm doing my bench how i want to do it i don't need your close grip bench press right. technique to improve right. like just leave me alone right you know and i think sometimes it's it's because they want to share so much yeah and so sometimes it's not exactly malicious oh. so that solicit advice so much yeah, <laughs> me too me too i get it i get it but um, going back to the core workouts versus compound lifts only for core, um, from a fighting standpoint, let me kick you in the in the abs real quick. Oh, dude! No, and and you. let me and ask you and I'll ask you again: Do you need to work your core? Do you need to work your core? <laughs> I tell you, if you're a fighter, put your armor on. Work yeah. that core. Yeah. You need armor all over as much as you can I get. I get that. I get that. Um, my take on on kind of what the conversation y'all were having is, I think. Uh, the reason that the all of these camps that we've discussed, you know, the fat shaming camp or the healthy at any size camp or the, the vegan camp versus the carnivore camp, I think these are a thing because humans just naturally want to belong to a group. Yeah. Sure. They want this is uh, the people in these camps are identifying so much with these beliefs that that's this it's like these are my beliefs this is what i belong to and i think everybody should feel this, that this way. is my team and if you're not on my team then, yeah then leave me yeah. alone or, or get on my team uh, i mean coming from a background of a psychology major like everyone's looking for it's that need to belong right right and it's right. like really high up there on the hierarchy of needs like uh -huh. that's huge people do really crazy things yeah. to feel like they belong right a sense of community is really big and it's really hard to find yeah and so i think that when people feel like they found somewhere where they really fit they want to share that with other people like you yeah. said right. you're like i fit here this i finally it finally clicked i right. cracked the right. code i got right. it and they want to help other people do yeah it too. but i also think and, and this is this is my christian belief that they will almost never find satisfaction in that group. If, if you are looking to fill that void, to fill that hole with a way of eating or with even with exercise, uh, I think, I mean, it will be argued, I, I think not even exercise will be able to fill that void that our soul needs to belong with a group of people. Um, not even, uh, you know, anyways. And so I think for me, the, the church and the people of the church and my group of friends that I've met throughout the church, has been able to provide that community for me that I don't have to feel like I have to go join a vegan group in town to find that group. You know, that's probably a stupid point, but no, I don't that's think where so. my mind went because if you do belong somewhere, you're not looking any longer, right? You're not, you're not, right. you're not having no, you're not grasping at someone else's, uh, where they belong. Right. You need, you need that too. And that's probably true. Yeah. You already, you already have like yours. And once yeah. you have yours, you're not, you don't need anybody else's. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Well, have y'all y'all think of any other uh, polarization things to argue about? 
Yeah, that's good. That's good conversation. Oh, we could find it all day. <laughs> There's yeah, all these stuff to argue about. Right. I can't think Sorry. of anything else. Uh, no, that's good. That was good. I think it all boils down to like mind your business. <laughs> My, yeah, like, I love do that. Do what works for you, and what works for you is great. And if and everyone should be happy for you. If it, it works doesn't for you. make you any better yeah. or any worse than anybody else. They're just we're trying to do our best out here. Right, right. right. Well, unless kinda... somebody has asked for your opinion or is paying for your opinion, keep it to yourself. Yeah, yep. that was kind of my point too. Is I don't care what you do, you don't have to let me know. And yeah. and then and then as far as the as far as the social media anonymous thing, man, it just oh, it has yeah. created a culture where people people aren't are afraid to to yeah. say hurtful and cruel things. Right. And as Mike Tyson says. We live in a society these days where people are way too comfortable saying things that they used to get punched in the oh, mouth yeah. for. Oh, yeah. For I love sure. That. I love that. <laughs> so. Dude, even, like, even within, like, uh, the Christian community, there are so many of those academia, Pharisee zealots out there that will – somebody tries to put, like, a, an encouraging video with a Bible verse out or something mm. like that. Oh, uh, that's that's not what that meant. This and this mm. verse, it actually meant this, and you're wrong about saying this. And like, dude, I'm just trying to create something positive, yeah. trying right. to give somebody some encouragement out there. And and these Christians over here are coming to try to tear down my theology. Like, that's just like unsolicited be, advice. Yeah, for sure. Unless it changes who Jesus is, unless it changes changes the fact changes the fact that he died on the cross, rose again three days later to save our sins. I don't care about your theology for the most part, you know? To your point, man, there's been wars fought over these oh, things. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. You know, and it started out with just two opinions or something. Literally, like, yeah. You know? That's why I'll always say, if it doesn't change who Jesus is, what he said, it, that he is who he says he is, he's going to do what he said he's going to do, I don't really care. Yeah. 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 I've really gotten off social media, like, for a little while. Uh, I, I used to take like a, l- a few months off every year, like just, you know, in January, right. dry January, I used to just get off social media for a month yeah. too. And I need a break too. It's just like, there's a lot of criticism and a lot yeah. of cris- criticism coming all the time can be really exhausting. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you have to know what you think, what works for you and follow that. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us again. Yeah. Thanks for having Veronica. me. Once again, I'm sure there will be plenty more chances oh, for yeah. you to be on. I'm a main character, welcome. didn't you? Hear? I know you're. You're. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We're just side characters. We're side characters. Say it. <laughs> oh man, um, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, keep ask, uh, f- uh, commenting with your questions. We want to continue to build up episode ideas based on your questions. What you want to hear. Um, and I just, another reminder, we are in a gym closet. Oh yeah. And so, uh, consider weights that you hear a part of the 3d experience of the podcast. I love it. I hope it doesn't distract any of you guys. It shouldn't, but I love it. It's like, you're just in the room with us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, someone deadlifting in the, I know I I freaking love it. It's cool. (laughs) Um, yeah. See you guys next week and have a great day. Go hit the gym, go be Jesus to somebody. And um, what See else? See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.